Hey, top of the day to you. My name is Mike. Welcome to the FBTV podcast. We do it every Wednesday. Every Wednesday and Saturday. Saturday, though, uh, you have an opportunity to watch the live stream of our FBTV video podcast on YouTube. We do that every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central Time, so mark that on your calendar. Man, what a weird week, huh? The Oscars, Will Smith, Chris Rock, <laughs> trip. I mean, how could you? I didn't. I don't watch the Oscars. I mean, I that pff, long time ago got old. I don't care about what the uh, stars say. I, I really don't care about their political opinions. Uh, but this Will Smith thing, I don't know. That's that's a trip. That was a trip. He was laughing about the joke, and the joke was almost a compliment. You know, to, but anyway, I can sit here and talk about that for hours, but it really disturbed me to watch uh, Will Smith do that. I just expected more out of him. I thought he's been a pretty good guy, and to be honest with you, that isn't something... Well, that's not something you would think somebody would jump up, run up on stage on a broadcast like that during that award show. He pulled a Kanye West. Remember what Kanye did a few years ago to Taylor Swift? But he, he slapped him. He slapped him. I, you know, my first thought when I heard about that is that uh, you know his wife has talked about them having an open relationship don't get that either but uh, you have to wonder <laughs> was, was was rock you know but anyway neither here nor there let's move on we'll change the subject because uh, we could talk about that for hours it's Wednesday March the 30th one day to go one day left in March Friday is April 1st April Fool's Day and I wonder what kind of April Fools the government has in store for us on Friday. They've been pulling them left and right, haven't they? We've got a lot to talk about on that. Oh, Pete, Transportation Secretary Pete. He uh, said in a recent TCA convention, when was it, last week maybe? We need to solve problems that make driving harder than it should be. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, Pete. We all know why driving trucks is a lot harder than it should be. Seems like Washington's the only one that uh, doesn't get it. But anyway. All right. Today is uh, March 30th, Wednesday. Today is I Am In Control Day. I know you thinking Will Smith, aren't you? <laughs> it's also Pencil Day and Little Red Wagon Day. You know, the, anyway. Diesel fuel prices down 5.16. That's not right. They shot back up. What are the diesel prices? Let me... Uh, let me pull that up real quick, because I know that's not right. I saw it the other day, and it was up. Last week it was down, but it came back up. 
There we are. There we are. Yeah. Diesel's up. Well. Yeah, okay, there it is. Yeah, I, okay, we had it right. We just had the wrong ups and downs. The arrows were pointed the wrong way. All right, diesel. Up to 518 a gallon. That makes it up a nickel from last week. Gasoline. Gasoline is where? 423 a gallon. It's dropped uh, uh, 0.008, so not even enough to be measurable. Because if you remember last week, it was 423 a gallon, too. It's dropped 0.008 cents per gallon. Uh, gasoline, up $1.37, uh, well, almost $1.38 from a year ago. And diesel is up over $2 from a year ago. Anyway... Yeah, this this goes back to Washington, and we'll talk about Secretary Pete <laughs> coming up in a little bit. Today's topic here on the FBTV video podcast, or, well, video for those that uh, are clients of Tautua. You can log into the Insider and watch the podcast. If not, you can listen to it on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah, you got Spotify, you got Apple, iTunes, Google, iHeart, tons of them out there. Topic today will be taken out, obviously. And uh, But in the topic we talk about up there on YouTube, you'll be able to watch that at a later date. Later time, date, whatever it might be. Today's topic is going to be brokers working with drivers. I've been a driver. I've been a broker. I've worked with dispatchers. I've worked with brokers. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today. Sometimes... You've got to take a breath, count to ten, before you say anything. We'll talk about it in a moment. I'm talking about brokers. Today's impossible question, almost 20% of women say they've kept this a secret from their partner. Row. <laughs> what is it? Almost 20% of women say they have kept this a secret from their partner. What is it? It's not what you're thinking. Not what you're thinking at all. Uh, mark your calendar. We're going to be talking about this uh, every podcast until it's passed. CVSA 72-hour road check coming up May 17th through 19th. That's a great time to take a few days off. Spot rates from last week. Van rates are down 0.7%. Flatbed up 0.8%. Refrigerated rates down 1.1%. A lot of you knew in the industry, you think refrigerated, you think uh, keeping it cold or frozen, but actually reefers heat as well. A lot of people don't think about that. You may be saying, well, why? Well, if you're picking up a load of potatoes or produce up in uh, Colorado or someplace where you're going to be going through, uh, you know, the temperature still dropping below freezing, yeah, your uh, customer may want you to keep that trailer heated. Keep it heated so those the, that produce doesn't freeze. Because once it's frozen, it's over. Spot rates from last month. Okay, I know we're getting ready to go into April, but as of now, spot rates from last month. Van rates are down 5 cents, down to 304. Flatbed's up 21 cents, 
to be expected, 337. Reefer, refrigerated rates are down 9 cents, down to 342. These are spot rates, obviously, spot rates reflect what a broker is paying a truck on average. These are just average. These can vary depending on the origin and destination as well. Three things usually will determine the rate. That's going to be uh, origin, destination, and the equipment type. So keep that in mind. All right, let's talk about Pete for a moment. we got a lot to talk about Pete. Oh, Pete. This is kind of nutty. I got, we, we, we got a lot of stuff in here today. Okay, Pete, solve problems to make driving harder than it should be. Uh, Pete uh, spoke to those attending the recent Truckload Carriers Association's annual convention, said that work needs to be done to improve issues in the industry that are making the job of truck driving harder than it should be. <laughs> huh. Huh. That, that's kind of pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we need to do something about this stuff. Yeah, where'd he go, Pete? Uh, he addressed the conference by video. Smart move on his part, probably. He also emphasized uh, preserving trucking as a gateway to the middle class. And, you know, I kind of took offense to that. I'll explain why in a minute. He said a gateway to the middle class for those involved in it. He said he'd heard that sentiment not only from support personnel in the industry, but drivers as well. And I'll tell you, when I was driving, I had I had met nurses, RNs. I met a lot of people out of the medical industry, legal industry, attorneys, air traffic controllers. So when he says gateway to the middle class, it's almost a put-down. I think I know what he means. It's a way to get out there and make a pretty good living, which it is if you, you know, well, if if they wouldn't make it as hard, which is what he said in here talking about. He identified improving compensation and working conditions as areas where improvement is needed. He also praised TCA members for helping put a much-needed spotlight on unpaid detention time. Yeah, TCA. Good thing you brought that up. My gosh, man. I mean, nobody's known about that. For 20, 30 years, we didn't know about that. So, see what I mean? Pete, come on. <laughs> he also called out a large amounts of debt that can be associated with training. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's a story out now where some of these training schools, training, you know, truck driver training schools, uh, they're, they're increasing because of the, what, the... Uh, Education requirements now for a new driver. Entry-level driver training has been changed. Some of these schools, they've increased their uh, training period from six to ten weeks, two and a half months, man. A month and a half is a long time to learn how to drive a truck. I mean, in a school. You know, the school teaches you. Okay, if you want to get right down to it, a school is going to teach you how to pass your CDL. It ain't going to teach you how to drive a truck. You don't learn how to drive a truck till you get out there on the road. That's my opinion. These people are coming out of truck driving school. They're going to be put with a trainer. 
and they'll be with the trainer for several weeks or until the trainer says you're good to go you're good to go fly away <laughs> fly away and uh increasing it from six to ten weeks which i don't get they've also increased the price so thanks Bean. <laughs> Uh, he also stressed the need for continued advocacy to states around infrastructure improvement projects for truck parking. Another one of those things that uh, keeps getting talked about, but nothing ever happens. He says he's act they are actively working with states on truck parking. I've pushed for states to use their funds or submit applications for federal grants so that I can use those dollars... For truck parking we know how much parking is a priority for you and that makes it a priority for us too what about fuel prices Pete right now fuel prices are of the utmost importance and that's not just for drivers or trucking that's for everybody now I got this article I read it found it on overdrive I think it was and some of the comments yeah, we're going to talk about these comments because some of these comments, uh, they, they reflect. They reflect exactly and why, why Washington doesn't listen, why they don't hear it, why they don't know what's going on, which they probably do or else they're in their, you know, castle and they don't want to know because people keep on coming in and saying, oh, everything's beautiful out there. Everything's wonderful. Pfft. Yeah, Pete, by the way, didn't even take a minute to go out and talk to the convoy. Yeah, they they really want to do something. Who was it? Cruz? He took it right on a truck. Did you see a picture? I saw a picture of him in the truck when he was riding in a convoy. He looked like a little kid <laughs> having a time of his life in a big truck. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first time I rode in a big truck. I felt like that, too. But I was a little kid at the time. My uncle, he drove a uh, cab over. This is back in the 60s, early 70s. So he kinda, uh, before deregulation were... Fuel was like a quarter of a gallon, and uh, rates were good. You know, dollar fifty, dollar twenty-five, something like that. Good rates. And uh, yeah, it was. It, it, you know, it was my big Tonka toy. I get on that CB, <laughs> drive people nuts. All right, uh, Richard, responding to Pete's little thing here that we were talking about pete is to trucking pete to trucking solve problems that make driving harder than it should be the statement by this transportation secretary peter says it all about how out of touch and people in washington are you mr secretary and others like you make the rules and regulations that make it hard for drivers to do their job you put your nose in the things you shouldn't and don't in things you should. You don't take the advice of people actually doing the job of driving. You don't go along with your own studies. And I've said this before, and I, I, I think it to be true. When Pete dropped out of the presidential election, I think he was promised transportation secretary. You drop out, we'll make you transportation secretary. Pete thought, hey, that, yeah, okay, I'll do that. 
you know, four years of employment. This guy is, he is very, li- go, go look up his resume. Very limited to no experience. And, and sometimes I think on his resume, they, they, they put on there his transportation experience just to uh, make it look like he's had some kind of experience. But anyway, another guy, G, posted, first, first off, stop the blank talking and start doing, which I know you have no clue what's going on in trucking. Stop stop doing the talking and start doing, which I know you have no clue what's going on in trucking. Now you really want to make my job easier and less stressful? Get rid of the e-logs. I'll be honest with you. I gave up my CDL last time, and, and one of the reasons was the e-logs. I thought, man, I... And there's somebody in here that has a comment, and... Uh, I can totally relate because that was one of my main things. I figured I'd keep my CDL forever. But Arkansas put in a thing where you had to, uh, I've talked about this before, we had to uh, sit through the uh, human trafficking school. You could do it online. But I thought, I didn't think it was right. I don't think that should be mandatory. I think every driver should do it, but it should be on a voluntary basis. I think companies should encourage it. But I don't think it should be a requirement to renew your CDL. And then they came up with the uh, driver, or, okay, to renew my CDL last time, I had to bring my birth certificate in. That just, yeah, that was the camel. I mean, you know, that, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Why? It, it, you know, I did it when I was 16 years old, 14, 15, to be honest with you. You've had all my information for years, and didn't I give you my birth certificate when I got my CDL back nearly 30 years ago? Don't you have that information? Why are you making me bring in my birth certificate again? You know, you go all the way down there. And I had, I had done that human trafficking thing, had the certificate. And uh, to renew my CDL, I had to have... Uh, birth certificate <laughs> give me a break and this is you know why are you making it so hard that eh. but anyway the ELDs the additional requirements the birth certificate to renew after I've been doing it for umpteen years I was like come on enough is enough and that's pretty much when I said, okay, just give me a class D. Okay, if you bring your, if you decide you want your CDL, just bring in your uh, birth certificate. You've got a year to do that. Yeah. And you wonder why there's a driver shortage. I mean, there's been a driver shortage for years as far as that goes. I, I mean, there was a driver shortage 30 years ago when I started driving, when I got in a truck. There's always been a driver shortage. I don't know now. I don't know why now. Probably because they're autonomous trucks. You know, you probably correlate the dates. You know, when they started talking autonomous trucks, you probably go back and see, you know, see uh, when people started yelling about driver shortage. Yeah, if there's a driver shortage, autonomous trucks are more marketable. Anyway, uh, 
David, you and people like you are the problem with trucking, Pete. You people make the problems in trucking. Here, here. HRM. About the states that ban parking on off on ramps, there's a simple and effective solution. Don't don't deliver loads to those states. Yeah, it's a little over the top, but I get what he's saying. You know, it, and now when I I got a I got a uh, parking a sleeping ticket is what I called it over in uh, Tennessee. It was on the westbound side. There was no place to park, and there was a. Uh, off-ramp and normally I would not park on off-ramps because people are coming off that interstate you know 65 70 80 miles an hour I don't want to be woke up by a sudden jolt of something hitting the back of my trailer usually I'll do the on-ramps because usually the on-ramps they're not up to speed you know they're paying attention and things like that off-ramps worry me but this one uh, was a little bit different because you had to slow down it was curvy. As a matter of fact, there was a truck stop went around. Uh, there was, uh, uh, I, well, when I got off the ramp, you could see over there, there was no parking in that truck stop. I mean, it's just obvious. And there was trucks parked all up and down this uh, off-ramp. And I thought, well, I'll park here. All these other trucks are. And it was one of those off-ramps that, you know, had the, uh, well, the pavement, then a shoulder, and and then like six feet of gravel to the right of the shoulder. That's where all the parks for uh, trucks were pretty much parking. You know we were pretty safe. Well, I woke up the next morning. Somebody banging on my door. Smoky Bear I had this Smoky Bear hat on it. Everything. <laughs> and all the other trucks were gone. And yeah, right there in front of me where another truck was parked, there was a sign: no parking on ramp. I didn't see it the night before when I pulled in. Anyway, $150 parking ticket. I read somewhere one of these comments where somebody got a $165 sleeping ticket in Arkansas. But uh, anyway, it is what it is. How many times, okay, this is uh, DIR. How many times have uh, we heard this same old rhetoric in the last 40 years? LOL, this guy didn't even bother to go to Maryland and meet with the country uh, or the convoy. Just a bunch of pandering stupidity. You hear him talk about issues that he has no direct knowledge or experience on how to even begin to help the industry. Here, here. Nobody in Washington does. You got people, I've said this for years and a lot of people know it already. You got people sitting behind a desk up there making the rules, making the laws that, uh, that, and they don't even understand the industry. They don't know what's going on. Uh, again, I say there are a lot of on-ramps and off-ramps. They have land by them that would lend to extra parking. Also, there are many shopping malls that have unused space that could be modified for trucks to get in and out easier. We all know that malls are not as busy or some even vacant compared to what they used to be. 602, Mr. Secretary, what you really need to do is hire staff that's been in a truck for a couple of years. This way you get actual knowledge, not people making stuff up for their own benefit. I can just see it now. Okay, we're going to have a brainstorming session. So what do we think the problems are with trucking? 
Yeah, you don't know. You got people in there. And, and you know, the Washington people, they're going to be all yes people. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Secretary Pete, that's a wonderful idea. Yes. Anyway, I thought you enjoyed that a little bit. But seriously. All right. For you freight brokers, you might be new. Maybe you've had issues with uh, working with drivers in the past. That is going to be our topic for the day. My name is Mike, by the way. And I am your host for the FBTV podcast. want to remind you, on Saturdays, we do the live stream of the FBTV video podcast on YouTube. That starts at 9 a.m. Central Time, Saturday mornings. It's a Q&A. It's Q&A day. Saturdays are Q&A day for the FBTV podcast. If you have any questions... Submit them. You can do so uh, below on the video. You know, on the videos here on YouTube. You can post them below. Email me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Plenty of forms on the website, f- uh, freightbrokertv.com. You can even Skype your questions. Skype them to FBTV. <clears throat> but anyway, today is working with drivers. That's what we're going to be talking about. A lot of times, I know brokers get pretty aggravated with drivers. Matter of fact, did a uh, we did a video. I think it was a YouTube video here a few weeks ago, and it was uh, not in response, but because of another YouTube video. Originally, I thought the uh, video was going to be something else, but it, it turned out to be a pretty good thing. What it was, a driver. I uh, was uh, supposed to deliver a load on this date. Then he got there, and they said, no, you're not scheduled to deliver for a couple more days down the road or something. And he called the broker. Now, usually in a situation like that, the broker knows. you know. But the thing that uh, kind of buffaloed me was it was like a 300-mile trip. You know, a broker, a broker he, he may fudge a little bit here and there about times or delivery dates but not three days not on a 300 mile load i mean that's just asking for problems but anyway <clears throat> the thing was that broker the driver the driver kept his cool i'll, I'll give him 100 percent. you know 110 percent. he kept his cool unlike will smith <laughs> anyway you know you think that's going to become a thing Hey, he pulled a Will Smith, man. He pulled a Will. Hey, don't don't pull a Will Smith. <laughs> but anyway, driver kept his cool, and the freight broker actually kept his cool as well, which I thought was uh, really pretty cool because uh, the freight broker uh, he was being threatened somewhat by the driver, and I was thinking any time he's going to go off, he's going to go off, but he didn't. Did everything he could just right. I mean, he kept his calm, kept his cool. That's what a broker has to do. First of all, as a broker, if you've never been a driver and you're starting in the industry as a broker, broker agent, whatever, you, you've you really got to put yourself in the driver's shoes. You have to understand these drivers are in that truck for days, weeks, months at a time. Some drivers live in that truck that's home. Some drivers, they don't get home to see their kids for a couple of weeks at a time. 
some drivers they're out on that road and things start going wrong at home be it a, a relationship issue or the water line broke or whatever it might be and that's on the driver's mind and they're short oh i tell you i've had dispatchers that i've been short with in the past and uh, only because i was super tired or you know instances like i just uh, spoke of and usually i called the dispatcher back the next day with my tail in between my legs saying hey man sorry and these dispatchers 99.9% of the time, <laughs> yeah, there's one that stands out. I'll tell you that story. 99.9% of the time, uh, they're cool about it. You know, pretty cool about it. I was thinking, I was going to tell you this story. Uh, why not? I was, I was driving for this company. <clears throat> and uh, I got home, uh, you know, I got home 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Phone rings like at 7.45. Hello. And uh, it was the uh, driver manager or whatever at the company I was working for. Hey, you're in town, right? Yep, yep, I'm in town. I just got in about 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever. Where there's a driver meeting. You're required to be at it. I, I said, man, I just got here at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, I just, I, you know, it's, I'm not really here yet, you know. <laughs> he goes, well, if you're in town, you're supposed to be here. It's required. And I had had about enough of this guy because he had pulled some stuff on me in the past, and uh, that was really kind of crazy. Like, uh, anyway, uh, we'll get into that another day. But, but I said, look, you know, I think it's best we just part ways. And, uh, you know, because this this is just not working out. Uh, he, he goes, well, well, why, why? I go, because you're an idiot. <gasps> You're fired. <laughs> how, can you, how can you fire me? I just quit. This is what I'm talking about. I just got in at 4 o'clock in the morning. You expect me to be at a driver meeting. Let's just call it a day. You know, you, you got to think about the driver's side of it. The driver, now let me give you another story. I may have shared this with you in the past. I had a load. I, I brokered a load to a trucking company, a guy that just got his own authority. A load of soda pop. He was taking it somewhere. I don't know. Iowa is the middle of the summer. And he got up there, opened his trailer doors, and all that soda pop would just fall over, fell over. Canned soda pop. He called me. He said, hey, you know, there's soda pop that's dripping off the wall. This guy was in tears just about. He said, man, I just got my, just got my authority. This is like my first load. And I've got a mess. He goes, man, it's, you know, it's soda pop dripping off the walls. It's off the ceiling just everywhere he goes man i'm gonna find me a dumper i'm just gonna follow insurance claim and call it a day start over well i didn't want him to do that for a couple of reasons one it would hurt him probably cause his insurance rates to go up immediately another thing he would not be able to work with the brokerage i was with and i was with one of the leading brokers at the time and uh I had to talk him out of it. I had to, I don't want to say hold his hand, but, you know, get him to understand what was going on. And I had to talk to him. You know, sometimes you got to think about this, talk to them. Don't get upset. Talk to them. Discuss it. You know, I explained to him, hey, look, you know, you've ever shook up a can of soda pop and 
I got might be just, you know, a couple, two or three cases back there busted. You know, you don't want to file a claim on that load. Because, that, you know, if you just got your authority, that's probably going to increase your insurance rates. Plus, you can't just trash it. You're going to have to call your insurance company and begin the claims process because if they're paying for it, they own it. It'll be up to them what they do with it, not you. And if you trash it, well, you're going to, your insurance company is not going to pay. You trashed it. They, you know, they can't buy it. And it was a hot, hot summer day. And I asked him, I said, okay, uh, how, how far in front of the dock do you have to pull your truck away from the uh, dock? He goes, oh, man, i got a football field out there. I said, okay, pull it out. Pull it straight out from the dock where everybody on the loading dock can watch you back in that trailer restacking that soda pop. And long story short, he did. There only was about, I don't know, six-pack that had busted. Everything else was fine. The people watched him all day restacking all that soda pop, even though it was sticky. Dripping sticky from soda pop, they accepted the load anyway because they, they felt for the guy. And they accepted the load. That's what I'm talking about. You're going to have to, uh, sometimes you're going to have to be the voice of reason. You're going to have to hold their hand. You're going to have to talk. You're going to have to have an ear. You're going to have to listen to what is going on with the driver. Don't don't just react, you know, pay attention I mean, you're going to have to react, but if they're being a jerk, you being a jerk back is not going to help anything. You've got to find the underlying problem. Help them through it. Help them start thinking about it. You know, about the repercussions of their actions. Just pay attention. It comes to listening. You know, that's something we talk about at Tautoa when we're doing training with our clients. Listen don't just hear, but listening. Listening's a skill. People look at me kind of funny when I say that. But what I mean by that, you know, a lot of times just, you know, you're, 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 you're busy doing something, somebody's talking in your ear, and all you hear is wah, 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 wah. With the driver, you've got to listen. Listen to what, that's what they're saying. Same thing with the customer. Listen to what they're saying. Don't just hear, but listen. All right. Now, if not sure about Tautoa, if you're thinking about becoming a transportation professional as a freight broker, freight broker agent, we always recommend starting out as a freight broker agent. Got videos all over the place talking about why. But uh, you can check us out, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have packages available for freight brokers, for freight broker agents, even for trucking companies that are uh, wanting to learn how to find and obtain their own loads. We have that available for you. If you're starting out as a freight broker agent, we even have a guaranteed placement. Once you complete the training, you can be placed into our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be placed through us under a licensed broker. It's a paid position. We pay 60% commission just like uh, brokers do. And you will be a freight broker agent. It's just in the mentorship program, you're working directly through us so we can oversee everything you're doing. Making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Actually, it's consulting with the added advantage of being contracted through us under a licensed broker so you can begin your broker operation. Start getting the experience building a customer base. And the customer base you build, it's those are your customers. Okay. 
So check us out, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. All right, now, I saw here a little bit ago, there's been another recall, Navistar. Recalls nearly 3,000 international LT trucks. So if you've got an international LT, listen up, this is going to concern you. They're recalling more than 2,800 international LTs, model year 2018 to 23, 2018 to 2023, equipped with a 1,500 watt Perkies inverter system. Apparently, the positive battery cable may be incorrectly routed, causing it to chafe, chafe on the side of the uh, skirt frame and become damaged. A damaged battery cable can cause an electrical short, which of course increases the risk of fire. Navistar, uh, Navistar says it will notify owners of affected international LT trucks. Dealers will replace damaged battery cables and install new battery cable brackets and saddles free of charge. <laughs> You'll be officially notified around May 16th. That, that always cracks me up. What about the trucks that burn to the ground between now and <laughs> anyway? Anyway, if you got questions uh, about the recall... Call Navistar's customer service, 800-448-7825. Recall number 22507, NHTSA's number for this recall, 22V164. All right. CVSA's Operation Safe Driver Week. This is an addition to the road check coming up in May. 2022 Operation Safe Driver Week is scheduled for July 10th through 16th. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance announced yesterday. During this heightened enforcement operation, law enforcement will be issuing warnings and citations to CMVs and passenger vehicle drivers engaging in unsafe driving behaviors such as speeding, distracted driving, following too close, improper lane change, and drunk or drugged driving, according to CVSA. Shouldn't they be doing that anyway? Anyway, nice of them to give us a heads up. So, put that on your calendar. Uh, Operation Safe Driver Week, July 10th through 16th. Uh, the 72-hour CVSA road check inspection blitz, May 17th through 19th. All right, just about to wrap this up. Uh, today's impossible question. Almost 20% of women say they've had... They have kept this a secret from their partner. What is it? Almost 20% of women say they have kept this a secret from their partner. What is it? That's not what you think. A fender bender. Well, they've been in an accident, didn't tell their partner their better half. I can't say that's ever happened to me, I don't think. <clears throat> but I could see it. Anyway, all right, that's the way it goes. All right, that's uh, that's your FBTV video audio podcast for Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Go have a great Wednesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. Talk to you Saturday morning. <laughs>